Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, here continuing our journey into this wonderful six CD box set from Ken Hensley, released by Cherry Red Records. Thank you very much, Cherry Red Records, and thank you very much, Steve Weltman, Ken's manager, for helping me put these shows together. Uh, some great stuff here, uh, as we've heard so far. We are now halfway through the set, working on the second half. And this CD, of course, is called The Last Dance. It is not The Last Dance because we have two more to go. He put out many, many more songs after this collection. And uh, this was his 43rd album of his career. 43rd. Now, that includes everything he had done, of course, you know, uh, including all the Uriah Heap albums and all that. But that's a lot of work. That's not just solo albums, but that is a lot of work. And I've just released my 31st album, so I have a ways to go. However, I'm only 50, so uh, I got some catching up to do and plenty of time to do it. This one, though, uh, he did say that uh, there's no doubt that I get more pleasure. I got more pleasure from recording this one than I did from the last one. And every bit as much as excitement as I got from the first one way back in. Sorry, I've forgotten. Yeah, that's... um, that's pretty cool when it's not just, okay, I have to make another album. All right, what songs do I have? Or, you know, it, it almost becomes such a process that sometimes it it might not feel um, special. For me, each one is special. And I remember early on uh, when I first met Ken, I asked him a question about a song and I can't remember which song it was, but he didn't remember it. He, he, did, he said the title was vaguely familiar, but didn't remember the song and he had to go listen to it. And I was thinking how do you forget a piece of music that you've spent time on and created? But you know what? I can honestly say there are some where I look at the titles of some of my songs when I'm looking at my list and I'm like, which one was that again? And I don't remember. So while initially I thought that, but I had only written, you know, not even a hundred songs, I think at the time, or maybe I was getting close to a hundred and, you know, now I'm over that 1200 mark. And yeah, it does. After a while, the the names and the titles don't connect anymore. They start to blur together. You forget about some of them completely. So um, I totally get where he's coming from. Uh, however, this one um, is going to be interesting because obviously it meant a lot to him. And so I'm sure that it'll mean a lot to me. Uh, so this one was recorded in 2003. It was produced by Ken. And I hope I'm going to pronounce this name right. You guys know how bad I am about that. Daniel Saiz Gomez, S-A-I-Z Gomez. And it featured Tommy Lopez on drums, John Smithson on bass, and Ovidio Lopez on guitar. And the notes here say that there is some classical slide guitar from Ken on the song Crying, which is our introductory song. So we're going to find out about that here in just a second. Join me as we go through the 11 songs on this collection. Let's get into it. Here it is, Crying. Crying 
Well, right off the bat, the first thing I have to say is the production on the song is fantastic. Um, I think the the volume balance and the panning is is great. I don't think anything really uh, encringes or encroaches, I guess, on anything else. And the instruments that I'm able to hear, I hear very clearly. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. The only criticism I might have would be, I think the the tone of the guitar is a little weird in this guitar solo. Um, it it it's it's not that it seems buried. There's just something about the particular tonality of it. I think that doesn't really cut through. Maybe a little more high end EQ or something would have made a difference. But it's definitely there. You can hear all the notes, but it feels like it's kind of nestled somewhere within the song instead of coming forward to make its point. Um, but other than that, great. I think there's a really cool beat to it. It's kind of one of those songs that crosses that line between rock and country. Um, I guess it's more like country now. But back in you know the day that this album was released, I can't. I'm not exactly sure where country was at because that was not really something I was focused on at that point. But um, yeah, good song. I think it's got a really strong vocal. It's got a good feel to it, despite the the title, which you would think would be like you know a gut wrenching song or something. It actually feels pretty optimistic, and I like that. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect with a title like that, and you never know when you're starting listening to a new album. You don't know what kind of song is going to set the tone. So, uh, so far, I would say that this is very much on par with the kind of stuff I would expect from Ken and, and especially even stuff that we've heard through this box set. I think it's very consistent. Um, it definitely has a, a good feel to it. So let's see where the album goes next with a song called Letting Go. What's really interesting is that Cryin' was 4 minutes and 45 seconds. This song, Letting Go, is 4 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, but the journey seemed quite different. Um, Cryin' seemed to go pretty fast. And this one kind of dragged a little bit for me. Um, I thought it was a little repetitive. There's a, an interesting sound at the beginning. We hear a, a low-frequency percussive hit uh, every four bars. And... Um, it it almost doesn't quite work. It's um it, it sounds more distorted, I think, than epic. And maybe that's what they were going for. But if they're going for like kind of that, you know, boom sound from a from a bit of percussion, um, I think it didn't quite work. It's almost like it clipped a little bit and didn't really cut through that way. Uh, of course, I'm more of a cinematic composer, so I think more in terms of cinematic percussion. So that might not have been what they were going for. Maybe they really just did want that attack and not the big decay. Um, but the idea of it was cool. And I like that they only put it in certain spots. That was really nice. There is some shredding guitar at the end as the song fades out. 
which is not over the top. And, you know, I'm not typically a fan of big shredding guitars, but uh, it actually fits um, pretty well. It's a little bit faster playing than the song, but not too over the top, you know, uh, not bad at all. Pretty tasteful. I like the feel of the song. Um, it's a good second song for an album. But it just did feel a little bit longer than uh, than our opener. And that's just so interesting that it is literally exactly the same amount of time. And that just goes to show if the song really grips your interest, the time of the song almost doesn't matter. You know, like when I listen to Salisbury, um, the title track from the Salisbury album from Uriah Heep, and I, I get so engrossed in Ken's playing and Mick's playing and Lee's playing and Paul's playing. Um, during those long solo or uh, instrumental passages that, I mean, it uh, uh, it honestly feels like 30, 40 seconds and it's a couple of minutes or several minutes through that part. So it's it's really a matter of how much it captures your interest. I think this is a good song. Is this one I would listen to a lot? Probably not. But if I'm listening to the album on the whole, I don't think I would skip it. I think I would go ahead and play it because it is enjoyable. Uh, it just it does seem to go on a bit for me. Um, but let's see where our next song lies, because that one drops all the way down to four minutes and 18 seconds. So about half a minute shorter. And this is called Give Me a Reason. I was downtown drinking with the boys. All of a sudden coming out of the noise. One of my so-called friends about ruin my night. wonder how comfortable or awkward it was for Ken to sing in this lower voice that we're hearing in the first bit of the song. I know there's only, you know, so far under my normal talking voice that I could speak or sing and really be able to maintain that same amount of power and control over it. Uh, the lower I try to go, it seems like I lose that. It's much easier for me to sing falsetto or speak in a higher voice than it is to go lower. So I, I would have been curious to know if that was comfortable because we've heard him do that a couple times now and it sounds really good, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was an easy thing to accomplish. Um, that in opening synth was really cool and I'm kind of debating how I feel about it because it's in certain spots in the verse, I'm hearing an underlying sound that I can't tell if it's that synth or something percussive because that's kind of a percussive -y synth with that, um, uh, what do you call it? The ar arpeggiation on it. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, if it is the synth, that's great. Cause then the intro has something to tie into something else. Although since you can't really hear it, um, that makes it a little less meaningful, but overall the song's pretty good. Um, what, there's an interesting part where I was expecting a guitar solo and what we got was like a, an increased rhythm with another guitar playing over it that I thought was going to play a solo, but didn't. And Ken's like, take it away. 
and nothing really came of that. I, although I really love what the rhythm guitar was playing. It was playing much harder uh, through that. It was a nice passage. Um, I like the chorus. I think it's cool. Um, towards the end, there's a female voice that comes in just a couple times from out of nowhere and then fades back into the ether. So that was a, a little different and un unexpected. Um, good song, though. Again, this is really like a, a country rock album. And of the songs that we've listened to so far, I definitely feel that all three seem to be in that category, which is, is uh, interesting because I never really thought of Ken as a country artist. But like I said, I wasn't as familiar with his solo career as I was with the stuff that he did with Uriah Heep. So um, I'm finding this quite fascinating, but very enjoyable. Uh, definitely a good song. And our next song comes in at uh, just under five and a half minutes. So now we're bumping up the time. And this one is called Second Chance, A New Beginning. This is a really beautiful song. Um, this one does not feel to me like five and a half minutes. It is a little bit repetitive, but it doesn't feel like the song takes that long to get through at all. Um, very emotional, great vocal from Ken. This is the kind of stuff like I, I was talking about on one of the early episodes where a lot of his writings seem to me to come from there's something missing. Uh, there's a hole in my heart. I'm incomplete. I'm searching for that thing that's going to make me happy. I felt that in a lot of his songs. And uh, this one's certainly very straightforward about it. There are a couple of moments of uh, progressive playing in the music that I was not expecting. So that was a bit of a surprise. Um, but it's a really beautiful song. Very well done. Um, I really love, there's a guitar in there that very much sounds the way the uh, guitar from Nazareth's song, Love Hurts. It's like a little bit of a flange with a delay on it, but there's just something about that sound that immediately made me think of the opening to Love Hurts. It's really beautiful sound. Um, great song, very passionate. Um, one of my favorites on this CD set so far. And we still got a ways to go, but um, yeah, definitely second chance, a new beginning. Double thumbs up from me. If I could grow up more thumbs just so I could give more thumbs up, I'd be doing it right now. I can't though. I'm slightly limited that way. Our next song is called I Know Who You Are. I don't know if it's meant to be that accusing, but that's just how I said it. Try to control me. Don't try to console me. Don't bother to write or call, cause I've heard it all before. 
I really wish I had some kind of road trip coming up because this album would just be perfect to get in the car, hit the highway, just let the songs play. Um, this is one that you don't really have to, to think about or focus on too much. You can just relax, let your brain relax and just enjoy where it goes. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's got a really good feel to it. Um, I'm going to have to say this is another one that I really like. This is definitely a great road song. Um, I, I would love to um, actually just makes me want to get in the car right now, but I'm not going anywhere. So that's not going to happen. Besides I'm in the middle of a podcast. Why would I do that? Our next song up on the, uh, the listening list is called the voice of love. Another nice up-tempo one, uh, a little more rock, uh, I would say, for this song, but uh, it goes back to Ken's uh, normal and, and slightly upper registers a little bit, but it's got a good beat to it. It moves forward. It's got a really powerful chorus. Um, he does like his stops, I've noticed. Uh, that's that's one thing I would say is uh, another staple of Ken's is how often he you know stops and starts in the middle of a song. Um, also, the repetition, the repetition in the chorus until fade. But yeah, it's another good song. I would have to say it. Uh, it makes me smile. And uh, what's better than that? If the song makes you smile, then it's worth listening to and it's worth sharing for others like I'm doing with you guys on this show. I'll share something else with you. This is our next song. It's called Give Them What They Want. Give them what they want. This is a, a good song. Good, straightforward rock and roll tune. Really energetic. Um, I like the vocals. Again, another kind of repeat till fade type song. Um, the guitar solo was really short, but it, it was good. 
And uh, but it was just, again, just under the bar of volume for where uh, Ken's voice was that it was replacing. And then there's a killer keyboard. Uh, Ken just kind of goes off at the end of the song on the keyboard as it fades out. Really great work on this one. Um, super powerful song. And I think Ken is sounding uh, so good on these songs, right? Like his voice is so strong and powerful, even when he drops down and sings lower. Um, but he's just got such a, a passion. I feel like I feel like he almost like he's revitalized from something on this album. And, you know, he did say it was very enjoyable to make. So there's that. And that can definitely help with just how the overall feel of the project is. If you're not enjoying it, it's going to come out. If you're enjoying it, that's going to come out in the music. And um, if even if I hadn't read that, I would definitely have thought, yeah, he's absolutely enjoying making these songs. Um, but as our next song is titled, who knows? just a heart-wrenching song. You know, it kind of feels warm and it kind of feels like you should feel gutted at the same time. It's it's really interesting how he has the ability to do that. You know, you can you can listen to it and you can feel it has like that edge of of I want to offer you romance and something substantial for us together. And in another way, it feels like you're isolated because you're having to say goodbye to someone. And it's it's really amazing when one piece of music that really doesn't change a whole lot can make you feel on completely different sides of the fence. There was a little bit of percussion in there very gently, and I'm not sure if that was a cajon or not, but uh, but that was nice. It was nice that it wasn't overdone, didn't really take me out of the song. It was just that I could perceive it, and that was really about it. So that was very well blended. Guitars, the recording on these guitars on this album were phenomenal. I mean, crystal clear, um, wouldn't change a thing. Um, and the balance of vocal, guitar, and percussion on this is is absolutely flawless. So uh, kudos to the mixing and mastering on that, because uh, could have gone a lot of other ways. Now, we're going to see if this next song brings a little bit of beat back into it. Looking at the title, I'm kind of optimistic because it's called Dancing.
Well, it definitely happened. We've definitely brought the energy back up on this one. A uh, really exciting song. Um, very modern sounding, really energetic, uh, very passionate. Again, you know, this is the uh, I'm in love, we're going to make it work kind of song. And it definitely does for me. I feel uh, very uplifted and kind of ready to take on the world. But for now, I'm just going to take on this next song. And it's called Did You Know? definitely hearing a lot more slide guitar on this album than uh, just a song crying. So uh, it's been in several songs, actually. Uh, here we have a return to uh, the more religious theme, talking about Jesus, talking about how every day is Christmas since he's, uh, you know, here in your life, if he's here in your life, um, died for our sins, that sort of thing. But um, musically, it's, it's a really nice flowing song, you know, nice acoustic strumming. What's interesting is later on in the song, the drums actually go double time while everything else stays the same. And just as you're getting used to that transition, then the drums go back to the normal time that they were on during this part of the song uh, as it goes to end. There's some nice um, steel guitar that you hear in the background, you know, that uh, just that country twang that it has to it. Um, just little bits here and there. And they're really nice because they just kind of come in and out, almost barely noticeable. But uh, yeah, a, a good song, very powerful, great emotional vocal. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's a little long, uh, five minutes and 28 seconds, but it doesn't feel like a song that long, to be honest. Um, it feels really more like a three and a half to four minute song. It just went by really quick for me. So that's always a good sign to me of good songwriting. And let's see if we can finish this off on a good note. Ha! Pun intended. This last song is called The Last Dance. And um, then in, it, there's a Spanish subtitle, which we all know I'm not going to read. What I will do is translate it. And the old Google Translate says it's called The Old Gypsy. So The Last Dance, The Old Gypsy. I don't know why that's in Spanish, um, but it is. And it's interesting because our other Spanish translation, I believe, related to a gypsy, didn't it? I thought I think it did. So um, I don't know, maybe he's just afraid to say those words in English that a gypsy will appear out of nowhere. I don't know, but let's get into the song. This is a little bit of a longer one. Eight minutes, 25 seconds and go. Sad old gypsy on the road to Berlin. By 
chance I got to spend a little time with him. We shared a few life stories on that dusty old train. So I thought I'd take a minute just to share them again with you. This is a really interesting one. Um has a lot of parts to it, which is cool. It it starts off like it's going to be this, you know, folk acoustic guitar storytelling kind of song. And in, in a way it is, but it goes in a lot of directions. Uh, there's a part that gets uh, more enhanced with what I guess would be considered an electric guitar solo, but it really is really just replacing the vocal and bringing out a, a little more emotion in the song. Um, gets up tempo, gets crazy. The ending though, as it fades out, it switches to a filter to make the whole thing sound different. But then this really cinematic guitar comes in at the very end, just plays a few notes as it trails off. And the song just kind of trails into the ether. Very, very well done. A beautiful song did not feel at all like eight and a half minutes to me. Went by very quickly. Uh, but it was a, a excellent ending to a great album. I really dig this album. I could see why he enjoyed working on this one so much and why it meant so much to him. And um, glad it wasn't the last dance because he he still had more to do. But um, yeah, a slightly shorter show today because we only had uh, 11 songs to cover as opposed to some of the other ones where they've been longer. But uh, a good album nonetheless. And, you know, 11 songs is good for an album. It used to be back in the day, like in the early 70s, a lot of times we got eight songs, seven songs, maybe nine songs. Um, albums were much shorter back then. And uh, then all of a sudden when we got into this uh, ability to extend albums beyond that uh, time that was limited to a physical album, cassette tapes could be extended. Um, CDs were longer than albums. So it's like there was a time when we just started filling up. How much more can we put on here? What more can we add to try and get that value out of it? But, uh, you know, this is good. 11 songs. It's a, a decent length album, but a very enjoyable one nonetheless. I'm I'm definitely happier with this one than I was the last one that we did from both uh, just the, the performance and the songwriting. Well, the performance is always there, but the songwriting, the style um, for me, but also just the um, the production, too. I think the production is is really almost perfect on this album. Um, just a couple spots where the organ or the guitar might drown out the vocals a little bit. But apart from that, I think it's um, just a, a beautifully done album. So uh, congrats to Ken for another fine release. We'll be back tomorrow to tackle the fifth album in this six CD box set. We'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers.